Hey, what's up, everybody? The week of the Mainstream Podcast, episode 37. Here with uh, Jeff and Matt this week. What's up, guys? What's up? What up? And we're going to cover a few different things this week, like we do, just a basic roundup, going to some things we've been catching up on this week. And the big news of the week is Microsoft uh, buying Bethesda. We'll talk all about that and what that's going to do for the next gen of consoles and if that's going to make you change your mind on where you're playing, what you're buying. But why don't we just jump right so into the roundup? You can't buy anything, right? Because everything is gone at this point. Uh, oh, it's on. all bought up. <laughs> but... Just jump right into where, where we've been playing, what we've been watching, what's new this week. Matt, you got anything new as uh, our, our friend of the show, recurring guest? Oh, no, thank you for having me back. No, uh, game-wise, uh, Rocket League's been uh, the big hit. Uh, the only new thing, which I don't know if it's in y'all's wheelhouse, is uh, Medieval Dynasty. It's actually a really good uh, management sim game. Uh, first person, though, so that's kind of a little twist on it. But uh, other than that, that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. That's working. A first-person management sim game. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, said medieval. Yeah, it's Dynasty. medieval. So you, uh, the, the the beginning story is kind of BS, but basically you have to build a little town. Um, you know, you have to obviously forge for wood and everything to build your house and build things, go around, and get people, and invite them back to your village, grow the village, sustain and manage them, and you know, do all that, and then eventually have a dynasty. Is that multiplayer? Uh, no. A lot of people are asking for multiplayer, at least co-op, because of the, the way the um, game kind of works. Multiplayer wouldn't probably really work unless it's a separate thing. Uh, but it is a single player because there's reputation and things you do will affect a lot of things in the game. Interesting. Didn't know you're into the man- management sims, but that's cool. That's yeah, different. Here and there. How does it compare to art or something along those lines? Is it kind of I mean, I know Ark is a, sim- a similar type game, but different at the same time. But you know, what what do you what would you classify it in? Like, what kind of genre kind of game is closest to it? Um, Kingdom uh, was it Kingdom Deliverance? Was that the game? Kingdom Come Deliverance. Kingdom Come, yeah, Kingdom Come. Uh, it's probably closer to that, if anything, um, just because of the medieval and a lot of what you can do in there. It does have some of the survival aspects that Ark has, but it's not as open. Not because you're, you're just trying to build a small community. Because I mean, it, it was hard back then. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens when it actually goes full release. I think it's still in early access. Last I checked. Very nice. Very nice. That's cool. Uh, you, you, said, you mentioned Rocket League. You're still playing that. You got to influx of new players since it went free to play. Even though uh, technically everybody on Earth already owns Rocket League at this point. A lot of people owned it. Uh, I looked today uh, when I was on it. It was about 800,000 people Jeez, online please. playing it. Oh, damn. Which is about double what it's highest I've seen, pretty much. Um, so that was nice. That's but insane. how many of those are actual accounts or whatever? Because a lot of people, uh, obviously, if you have an Epic account, you'll get the game for free on Epic. You should get a $10 discount. So Yeah, I'm going to click that. on that. That's why I clicked on it to get that, uh, <clears throat> that code right there. And it doesn't really matter where you play now since it's cross-play everywhere you can just launch it wherever you want to which is which yep. is nice so you're not locked into epic but i did hit redeem so i gave that ten dollars redeem on anything you dude you are a hoarder like you five hundred thousand yes, nobody's playing these games you're just buying them for no reason <laughs> if you put free 99 on something my mouse or my controller or my a button someone's going to click on that i'm going to take it i'm going to add it to my library <laughs> and get that license i don't care, I don't that's, care what that is. is that's not it's called quantity over wait Quality over quantity? 
Yes, quantity <laughs> over quality. <laughs> quantity over oh, all. Man. You're right. You got it right the I've first time. Wholesale, but no, I mean, it's quality, bro. It's quality over quantity all day. You don't need oh, to have... I don't always know. I don't know if it's going to be quality or not, but you know what? It's in my library. I got it now, though. How many of those games that you quote-unquote downloaded or redeemed are you going to actually even play? Probably about six. <laughs> no, okay. not many, not many. It's, it's the truth, though. I redeem more than I ever even launched. There's games I've gotten that I've never turned on to see the title screen. So we just said other ones I play for an hour and then I move on. So it's a problem, but you know, there's that FOMO of missing out on something free and that like, comes up six months later. You want to play it? I could have got it for free if I just hit download. So just be better safe than sorry. Okay, man. It, it's, it, it's your world, bro. <laughs> hey, there's it, it would be different if it was like back to the DVD cases we talked about having on the shelf that go forever and ever and ever. But digitally, I'll just add it to the library and let it sit there and then be shocked when I gotta scroll for 10 minutes to get to the game I'm looking for. So, what's up with you, Jeff? What's going on this week? The same thing as every week, living in this parallel universe that we call 2020 with everything else that's going on and Oh, fun times being had by all, but try to keep it entertaining at least and not talk about all of the sadness that's happening, bro. But uh I mean game wise, I've been playing a hell of a hell of a lot of Hades. You know, um you put me on a video for their development. They did, you know, um a pandemic version of their release, like their point one one point oh release uh information. For their game, the game had been out in early access for, I think they said three years. Like they had been working on it completely for three years. So um, it finally got to the end, and I've been playing it. And it, I will honestly say, for what they added to the game and how um, people had to work around not being able to be in the same area, not in the same you know studio, do all these things and meet across Zoom and all this stuff, they did a hell of a job. So I've been just kind of playing that recently. Um, and TV shows, of course, you know, we both been watching, you know, Lovecraft Country and The Boys and um, Raised by Wolves. So those three have been taking up the most of my time lately. It's watching those, trying to catch up on all that kind of stuff. And then I keep getting pushed to watch Invisible Man, even though I know the ending already. Thanks, Walter. <laughs> he did spoil that for us the first time he tried to tell us about that movie. I remember that. But the, mo- the movie was pretty decent, though. It's it's a it's an all right one, but everybody knows the twist now. It's out there, but I, I can still say you should go. Yeah, I think about it, but much like you, I told you this before. Like, bro, um, there's a way that you tell people about media without telling them the ending or the middle or even the first fifteen minutes of it. And you got this bad too. Walter is worse. He's worse. I'm sorry. Thank you, Walter. We love <laughs> you, bro. But that that twist was meant to be in the movie, not in my brain before I got there. Yeah, I, I got ruined on the on the end of that movie too, so I was real disappointed to not figure that out as it happened. I hear you on that. I try to. I, I might give away the first fifteen minutes or something, but I'm not going to tell anybody how something ends with a big twist. That's just wrong. The cardinal sin of TV and movie watching is to tell somebody what happened. I don't care if you figure it out. I figure out a lot of movies and TV shows before they get to the end, but I don't want to tell you about it. I try my best, like. Literally, no spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody else because everybody wants to (laughs) 
have that ooh ah moment or that reveal or that wow. I mean, Matt, if somebody was to tell you the ending of your life right now, that you were going to be broken alone on a pier by yourself naked with a bottle in your mouth, would you want to know that right now or would you just want to play that out? I'd want to know that because then that would never be near a pier. Oh, okay. So then well, that couldn't happen. Yeah. Spoiler. See, hmm. Oh, you tried to change history, man. You tried to change, I mean, change the future. Uh, wait, change history that. or change the future? You can't change Which the one future. is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. You can't change it, though. It's inevitable, man. That's fake. Well, if you but, watch Tenet, it, that's actually not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. You wait, already wait, said too did much. You just ruined Tenet. I you did. Just, you broke your own no, rule. No, <laughs> literally. Literally, they tell you this in the, in the trailer. You can look at the trailer. Oh, what? no, they don't. They don't tell what? nothing. It's what a secret. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but you gave away more of the twist than you should have, man. If, if you said you said it never happened, oh, oh my wow. goodness! Listen, the whole movie was a dream. So I, I think both of y'all watched the Mandalorian, yes. right? Yep. Hopefully, yep. He dies. <laughs> so um, if we can go ahead, <laughs> hold on. I seen him on season two. That's that's a damn lie. <laughs> Oh man, the spoilers are out for season two, so there's not going to be a season three. I'm, I'm guessing after that. Um, yeah. Let me. Why am I going to watch uh, season three? We're, we're going to have to probably put some kind of disclaimer on this episode, and nobody listens to it, <laughs> so that you won't get everything that's out in 2020 spoiled. Because there's not much out. You're gonna have to wait the 2022 <laughs> to get any new movies. Everybody's watching the same two two movies, so if we they both get spoiled, everybody's going to be upset. Man, speaking of spoilers, uh, no Black Widow. Oh, rip. I mean, seriously. Yeah, that, that got bumped out. Not even uh, November, all the way to 2021, May moment, which uh, I was telling you that I think I think it, it could still slip. If they're still in a situation where people are going to the theaters and they're not making any money, they're not going to release their $300 million movie, make $20 million in the theater like Tenet did. It's just not worth yeah. it. So I hope it holds because I want to see it. That thing's been done forever. should have come out this spring, but uh, everything's getting pushed back that costs anything to make. They're going to try to get that return. It's going to be a very long no nut November, bro. No, no nothing. There ain't going to be nothing. <laughs> it's no nut <laughs> no 20. Nut 20. <laughs> there ain't going to be nothing, man. No, nothing's going to come out at this point, um, especially seeing as the fact that they won't give you the, the information on, you know, tenant. Like they're literally cooking the books or basically hiding the books about the sales on it on purpose. So they don't want it to, to get out. So, just thinking about probably the five people that were in the movie theater that was um, in the one that I went to, it's probably like that across the entire country. They, they're they not going to make their, their budget back. But one movie that shouldn't have been in the movies proved the fact that not every movie is a gem, and that was Mulan, because the people hate the hell out of that one. Ooh, so many issues. Mm. Yeah, it got, it got beat up. So it, if it had the traditional release... Maybe they could have masked it, had a giant opening weekend and been okay, and then it would have been more upset after it came out, but all the bad press was around it, being on C-plus and everything, so it couldn't hide anything. So I, I think it probably hurt their numbers for sure. Well, that and all the controversy, and then uh, in the trailer, if you're watching the trailer, right, that's not spoiling, the trailer, Mulan's a badass kid that can whoop ass. She's like a Jedi. In the cartoon, the, aka the original that's yeah, not what happened. Not the same story like, at all. <laughs> and what what what's strange yeah. about that is, I mean, unfortunately, Disney has a track record of weird things with opposite races when they make movies and TV shows and animes and things like like that. It's kind of like 
you know, I don't know who runs some of their stuff, but they just can't seem to get it right. And it's funny because I think they tried to overcompensate on this one and it made it worse than just doing the original story. They have some weird choices when they take their animated movies and make them live action regardless, but add on the, 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 the Chinese country permissions and things they filmed over there and they're trying to uh, appeal to the Chinese audience and then they end up, you know, doing something wrong and it totally backlashes. And they don't even like it. So the people that you're making it for are upset with it. That's, that's a big issue. And the country started banning discussion of it because it was so controversial. They didn't let news about Mulan happen in China. So like, that kind of backfired. Well, they banned everything all the time. That's nothing new. Very true. I mean, it wasn't like Winnie the Pooh was in it. I mean, oh, podcast is now banned <laughs> in China. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are no longer available in China on Spotify. Damn. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, movie's having a rough time, man. It's going to keep going for a while. Yeah, I think we probably won't see any good, like really good blockbuster stuff until July at earliest next year. Because I'm with you. You said earlier that you think even though well, the, yeah, it got pushed to yep. May, that you think it'll be pushed even further. I got a feeling that it, that's going to be true. I believe it's probably going to be like July, August, September, somewhere before we start seeing some blockbuster. I could be wrong. Hopefully things change, the vaccine, something, anything changes. But I, I got a feeling it's going to be like July or even later before we see any of this stuff. Oh, with that delay, didn't they announce another movie next to it? I can't remember if it was another Marvel movie or because I know it cascaded their schedule, but... um. Dune yeah. was supposed to come out this November, December, and James Bond, 007. So some big movies were yet to be released this this year. So I wonder if everything's going to get pushed and just going to clear the slate. I saw some things for certain theaters, uh, especially Alamo Drafthouse, shuttering certain locations because they just can't keep playing Hocus Pocus and Hook and everything from 1990. <laughs> Old movies, Casablanca and stuff. They can't support the employees in the theaters with that. So they sent out a message that some theaters are temporarily being closed down and they're like, we're going to hopefully open up when the blockbusters come back. See you later. It's just not worth it to run it right now. Yeah, they did that here. So Dallas said, I want to say there were six theaters here. Um, they closed four of the six. And what sucks about that is the closest one to me, which is Cedars, is one of the ones they closed. But I mean, it's not like I'm going to go anytime soon because like we already had this conversation. People will be getting way intimate with Alamo draft house, you know, seats. I'm sorry. People be laying down, taking off their shoes, bringing <laughs> yep. blankets and shit. I don't, I, I like movie theaters, but that's one of the ones where it, it's got to be clean. This is like one of the ones where you cannot go. Your brain is going to tell you not to do this. Cause I promise you, you'll be like, man, I don't know if the lady in front of me even had on panties when she sat in this seat. Cause it's going to be just that they get very, very frisky in there. <laughs> yeah. I, no, do we lose? Chris? Oh, I was, I was waiting for Matt to say something, but you, you can cut I that out because I, I all the time I spent down, I'm just like I'm thinking about like everybody I saw there, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. Oh, we mm. we saw some characters, man. We mm. we, we sat next to some interesting people in the before <laughs> times, but when you could sit next to people, and oh my god, I'm kind of glad the pandemic happened for the fact that we don't have to sit next to those fools in the theater anymore and distance ourselves six feet. But geez, it, it was it was nasty in the before times. We're not, I don't think we're going to go back to that, but. I at least want theaters to stay alive for the future. It, it, it AMC is going to be probably out soon. They already had problems before. Draft House is, I mean, it's pretty much a local, I mean, that's a Texas thing for the most part. Um, I mean, the only ones you're going to have left at some point is going to be the bigger ones that can, you know, withstand it. I know AMC said they withstand, they have got through the pandemic so far, but they were already having problems in the beginning. So I, 
at this point, will we even have theaters to go back to when everybody goes back out? Yeah, somebody's going to declare bankruptcy at some point. Some chain's going to completely shut down. It's only inevitable because they can only hold that much debt just forever with no income, only so long. Mm-hmm. So it's going to happen. It's going to be rough. There's going to be a lot of empty buildings out there in those plazas. Speaking of empty buildings, I know you're going to go on vacation no time soon because it literally, somebody reported that they believe they don't worry between 30 to 40% of, of the hotel and the hospitality industry may shutter by the end by the end of next year or the middle of next year i think it was what it was it was like the end of a quarter so talking about movie theaters but you know hospitality talk about getting hit hard that's that is probably one of the most hardest hit areas in all all of the country so far that's true but i mean once we get this lift which you know depending on the vaccines that i've been seeing and how they're working if uh it's actually going to work and everything. When we do come back, I, I think it's going to be a, a big splurge. Because, I mean, when you think about when gas prices, you know, first skyrocketed and everybody stopped driving cars and, you know, it slowly went back to a lower price and came norm, even though it was way higher than it used to be. Um, we saw more people driving. There was still a big hit, but I, I think we'll we'll definitely bounce back, especially the hospitality side, because I mean, so many people lost jobs. That's, I think we all kind of know that, so we all won't be inside. Plus, we've been cooped up, right? Like most of us find reasons to go outside. Like, oh, I gotta, you know, oh, there's one blade of grass I gotta cut. You know what I mean? Anything to get some sun. Yeah. So, a- anything to get outside, except for me, I kind of hunker down because um, I don't want to be near anybody. I <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just stay in the house at this. Yeah. Point. As far as vacations, we're considering getting out of the house and doing something, but more of a, a like a socially distant vacation, outdoor stuff. Water parks, not water parks, but you know, uh, rivers, waterfalls, kind of national parks, things like that. Something you can go and you're not up on anybody. You're not going to Disneyland, things like that. So it's more just doing your own thing, outdoor hiking somewhere. We're going to have to worry about that kind of stuff, but you can still, you know, a rental or something that's at a hotel that's more private, get, get some kind of thing out or go camping outdoors. So it's, there's still options for vacations, but you're probably considering different places to go than. You know, before you, everything would be on the table. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you were going to go to Disney after you roasted oh, somebody no. on this um, <laughs> podcast talking about how that was a horrible idea. So I was going to say, oh, you're going to go to Disney now. You're going to go to Six Flags in San Antonio oh, or something. I, um, I was going to call you out. I want to ride that Batman and Superman ride, but not to, not to wait. Hold up. <laughs> Context, bro, because no, that was about I, to go. The bad. ride, right. I want to ride the Superman ride, not ride Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be until 2022. Me and that cape have an appointment, but it's not this year. Oh, I mean, but cool, cool. Yeah, my my little roundup. What we've been doing. If you want to get back, circle back all the way around to some shows. Finishing up that Queen of the South season four. Just running drugs. That's what we do. Drama happens, you know. That's what we do. Spoilers again, Jesus. Hey, hey, people just run drugs in the Queen of the South. That's that's what the whole show is about. It's a narco show, so no spoilers. People get shot. People sell drugs. People get shot. People sell drugs. People get shot, people sell drugs. You just basically told me the whole thing. That's, I didn't even watch episode. That's the one. whole series. People get shot, people sell drugs. So that's cool. It's entertaining though. Uh I was watching Raised by Wolves, but I'm behind a few episodes. Like uh you're I think you're done with it. Thank God. Uh, no, I don't want you to spoil where it's going because that's that's a weird ass show, but it's it's got me intrigued because it's so yeah out there with the sci fi ness and it's got it got 
time on its side to tell the story and really stretch it out and not try to compress all this stuff and all this lore into a two-hour movie. So there's no rush in it, which is nice. They're not trying to fit it into the, the alien movie and wrap everything up. This one can really breathe, so it's it's nice. Yes. Side note on that, they actually are doing a comic graphic novel to fill in some of the void on that as well. So they decided to to give you some more of the little backstory because the show is where it, you I know every time we talk about it, you say alien, it's really not alien, like in that kind of vein. This this show is like I said, a, is a space bible well, that's- verse type situation. So it's kind of one of those things where you don't really know the lore because it just came out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't like anybody was expecting for it to come out of it come out at all. But um, so them deciding to make a, a come. I don't know if it's going to be a series or one book, but it'll have some of the, the background lore in it. Yeah, people make those comparisons to Alien. It's more the Prometheus and the later stuff because really Scott's involved in both of those. And this has to do with what you said, creation, uh, God stuff, what people believe, restarting planets, all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of lore and story and how they got there and what's going on and are they on earth? All those kind of questions about technology they have and everything. So I'm sure the comic could really flesh it out a lot more than what, what's in the show. But uh, also on that Lovecraft country, that, that thing keeps getting crazier and crazier country. every episode. Like you've seen the latest one. We can't, I, we can't talk about it. We should have just a whole, yeah. just a podcast on that no show. Spoilers. No spoilers. It got it, it, t- it went to some places I didn't think some HBO show would go. <laughs> that was crazy. Man, you look. Matt, have you seen the show yet? Nah, I'm, I'm so behind on HBO shows. It's not even funny. I, I can't even. Take your time to watch this one. Like, I'm dead serious. Because this show, the, what was the first two episodes, I think both myself and Chris was like in, just in love with the show. Great show. Like, oh my God. And I want to say it was either episode three or four. Where they did something, and I was like, uh-oh. It was, it was four, the little adventure. Four, thing. okay, four. So it was like, uh-oh. Well, uh-oh, we just hit a snag. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to go downhill. And the next two episodes were bangers. Oh. Like, what? I'm like, what is happening in the show? Yeah, four was the, the mm-hmm. downhill going down, down, yeah. down, down on the roller coaster. It was not good. It was like, oh, I, I hope the rest of the season is not like this. But the next two, dude, they blew it out of the water. And they're just going, they're going Man. places. So I don't know how many episodes are this season, but if they keep any kind of that momentum and craziness of those two, it's like, shit, yeah, give me some more of this show. It cannot be on regular TV. There is no way. The, <laughs> no. the places they're going with this show is, oh, man, like like race relations and every like the time period, because it reminds me a lot of, you know, Watchmen, Watchmen, you know, who just mm-hmm. got a, a major award for, you know, the piece of great entertainment uh, kind of reminds me of that thing it's like they they're going places where for some reason 2020 seems like everybody's going to at this point but they're taking it to a level that man it's like wow i did not expect half of this stuff happening in the show to happen yeah mixed right. in with the monsters and all the mythic stuff it gets spoilers oh god but they're fine hey, it's called, i mean you're watching now they, they, they show trailer <laughs> But it's cool though. It's cool. I like that show. We, uh, we, we, oh man, look, we're gonna have to call this episode the spoiler alert because, like, literally <laughs> everything has been spoiled. 2020 is over. Almost, almost. No, it's not. I wish it was. Man, we got three months. <laughs> three months left. Close. It's pretty close, but 
Yeah, well, the good thing is right now, supposedly in the next one, two months, you know, you got something to look forward to. And that's a new gaming system. If you were able to get a pre-order in. Who beat the bots? Just, just, just say yes. Anybody beat the bots this past week? No. I did. I beat the bots, but not for a 3080 or a PS5. I did, I did it on the Xbox One X. Series X, sorry. Very nice. So, I was like, wait, did you just buy another same console? You got tricked? <laughs> oh, shit. I got to check my receipt. <laughs> well, you better look at the eBay. Like Some, some fools on eBay are selling like, just fraudulent stuff at this point. Like a eBay listing for $12,000 just for the pre-order listing on eBay, which doesn't even mean you're going to get a console at all. It's just I don't know what you're buying. So I wouldn't be surprised if some people are going to get some bricks this Christmas. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, shit. So we had uh, PlayStation 5, which wasn't supposed to go on pre-sale when it went on pre-sale the first time, right? And it sold out. Well, we discussed that last week, right? Right. Um, which that was hit by bots. Then you had the 3080. Like a minute after the 3080s went on sale, gone. Uh, and then the PlayStation 5 came back in stock, gone immediately. And then uh, the Xbox Series X. I don't know if bots actually hit that, though. But it was gone quick, too. So it is nuts. And I think the, the highest I saw, because of the whole bot war, right? There's like this bot silver war crap going on because people use bots to get the cars to resell them to, at a higher price. People were pissed. They made bots to jack those eBay listings up. I think the highest I saw was like 70000 yeah, they're not going to pay For that. what? It's just a bot price. For the 3080. Yeah, bot was hitting because they're like, oh, yeah, I used the bot, got a card. Here you go. So we're selling it. So somebody made a bot to hit all the resellers. Wow. So to jack them up. <laughs> so nobody would buy them so that they wouldn't get their money and they would, you know, end up having to sell it for a regular price, which is, to be honest, kind of cool. Yeah. Because screw people that use bots to get the card um, and try to resell it. But uh, yeah, 70000 I think, is the highest I saw. I know there were a couple reports of people actually paying $7,000 for the card. Like, why? It's $700. You're an idiot. Just wait. It's insane. <laughs> people with money, bro. People with money. They like the people with money will piss away money just to piss away money at that point. I know three guys they can give money to. I'm just saying. I mean, seriously, bro. If, if you, you know want to make a split $7,000, we, we can split it. Definitely. <laughs> if you want to send us a check for $7,000, we can give you our names and our cash apps and everything else, and we'll take care of it. Exactly. You know, uh, so it was, it was just crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, something that is interesting is because a lot of people, depending on how you feel about it, um, we're talking about like, oh, NVIDIA could do more, you know, Sony could do more to stop it. And there are some things, but, uh, one of the people that make the bots are like, yeah, we can, we can pretty much do anything. Any check you have, we can, we can beat it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. We don't care. And what's the, I mean, there's no way they can stop all this stuff anyway. Cause it's like, uh-huh. with the PS5, when it first off, the problem with the PS5 one was they said it was going to be tomorrow, the next day, and it happened the day mm-hmm. of. That was the only issue. I mean, they can't control 9,000 re- retailers and all the resellers on Earth. There's no way they can. The only way they could have done this by selling it themselves. And even then, Microsoft had problems because even like Microsoft Store was down for hours, people trying to get into the store itself, their own actual store, nevertheless, some other target or or walmart or something so in order to to beat that the only true way to do it is selling it yourself and having some kind of insane encryption that people can't get around to have bots stealing you know pretty much every bit of merchandise that you have yeah it seems every time any any of this stuff happens that 
every website, no matter how prepared they are, it, it goes down for this kind of traffic for something that's launching like that. So it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get a 404 error, some kind of random error. You're going to see dogs on Amazon. You're going to get some pages that don't load or get the item pulled out of your cart. Because I experienced that trying to get the uh, Xbox where they, they announced the time, which announcing the time just gives the bots better time to target which website is going to go live <laughs> the exact millisecond to try to get it. So a random launch right. might be even better. But <clears throat> everything started breaking down and exploding as soon as uh, 10 a.m. hit for the Xboxes to go online. But the funny thing is, is Amazon and Best Buy, they just decided like not to sell it. It wasn't up for another hour. They just had to come in soon. They didn't release uh, the stuff on the website yet. So people were just refreshing, refreshing constantly, trying to add it to their cart. And it didn't go up for a whole hour while everybody else was hitting up Walmart and Target, Microsoft Store, and the web pages were breaking. And people would get to the checkout, hit the button, and say, oh, the item's out of stock. And they would remove it from the cart. Mostly people trying to fight against websites exploding. I checked like an hour later, randomly going through the thread, following stuff, and found the link that Amazon was able to get one. Added to my cart pretty easily. So I get you there, but it's on order. You just don't know if Amazon's going to ship it to you because they have a lot of history with even if you mm-hmm. order something months in advance, right before it comes out, they're like, oh, by the way, stock's kind of short on this. We're going to be like four weeks late with your launch day edition of whatever. So I, I don't really trust Amazon to have it day one. I'm waiting for that cancellation email or delay. So I'm hedging my bets on that one. Bezos going to have your shit. Nigga, he's going to be playing it. <laughs> You're not going to get it, bro. I mean, <laughs> it, luckily you got to Amazon to get it. I mean, I didn't even try. I think I think I went to, I think that back. I looked on Best Buy and I want to say GameStop uh, the day of the PS5 debacle and immediately saw everything. Because like, like I, I want to say GameStop, even if you type in PS5, it wouldn't even show you a listing. Like It was just like, no, nah, bro, we, we ain't got that here. <laughs> Like at least on the other one, you can go and they just say out of you know out of stock or not available or something. GameStop <laughs> was like, um, no, where there's no PS5. They're like trying to do Jedi mind tricks. Like this is not the console you're looking for. So I, I was trying to look for it, and it was like because uh, I remember you saying you you was all sad, Chris. You had that you know the tear coming out your eye. <laughs> I wanted my PS5. If I if I had a chance to get one, I would have got it. Sure. So, so I went and looked. I was like, let me, let me look for my boy. See if I can hook, hook him up. And yeah, I got the hand real quickly. <laughs> like, there, it was nowhere to be found. It's gone, bro. But you know what's funny? Yeah. You said you went to GameStop. I, I haven't shopped them in years. But people were saying uh, for the Xbox launch, website put them in a queue. It's like, oh, you're, you're in line. You're, you're 10th spot. You're almost there. Just keep waiting in line. And you'll be next to order the console. Like, it was telling you that you're reserving one. But what was happening, somebody just looked in the HTML and it was just a random refresher that like every 30 seconds would refresh your screen with a different number and tell you we were in line, but you weren't really in a line. They just wanted people to stop hitting F5. Oh, wow. So that's, real, that's sad right there. The, a, a fake that, that's one way to keep your, your website from crashing, though. Like, hey, we're going to put this little counter out there. Maybe they'll uh, take a little bait and just like, oh, I'm in line. And that's not really what's happening. Yeah, well, you're waiting in line, holding, holding your hands and stuff. Somebody else went in there and hit F5 and refreshed and took your console. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And and those bots announcing the time, by the way, I, I don't think that would do anything just because a lot of the bots are hitting the sites anyways. And as soon as it goes up, the bot knows it's up and then it dings it. So it doesn't matter if they say 10 o'clock. Well, there's and, plenty of inventory checkers. Yeah, there, there, there's some things they can do, but 
like I said, those bots are really sophisticated now, so it's, it just kind of sucks. Um, you know, hope people are better than that, but eh, you know, they're not in these situations. So, oh no, uh, the the biggest thing we'll, we'll yeah, see what happens you... tomorrow, right? Thirty ninety comes out for those who are going to try. I know a couple people who are going to try it midnight to see if they can get it. Are you not trying? Uh, uh-uh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get it until uh, we see what happens. Um, probably, I would say either. But here's the problem, right? Um, you have the thirty eighty right now, which is ten gigs. You have the thirty seventy coming out in October, which is eight gigs. They've already leaked. Well, we'll say the thirty ninety first. The thirty ninety is twenty four gigs, right? They've already leaked a thirty seventy Ti or Super, whatever they go with, which has sixteen gigs. And then there's a 3080 Ti Super, whatever they're going to call it, that has 20 gigs. So it's all about that price performance thing. Because I'm not going to be gaming in 8K. I mean, shit, that's pointless right now. Um, gaming in 4K with high refresh, that'd be nice. But like I said, availability and pricing—we'll we'll see what happens. That's, that's the biggest concern. But I'm not going to be the bot, so <laughs> you know, nobody's going to be the bot. So I do have a question about that. Yeah, I. I think I don't think I actually saw what the car looked like until the, like probably today. I was watching the video. Um, MKBHD um, Marquez is he has a very great YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it or anybody that's ever seen it, go follow it. Um, he had the card in his hand. Now this dude is not a small guy. Mm-hmm. This card is the size <laughs> of a suitcase and shit. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? Oh, how? Wow. Why is this card so big enough? I don't understand. Like, I know it's going to be because everything that has in it, but this card was big as a suitcase. It looked like he had to use both hands to hold it. So it depends on if it was a 3080 or 3090. I'm pretty sure it was a 90, but he was, he was doing AK yeah, gaming. The, the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, that 3090, it's a basically three card slot. It's the cooler really is what's doing it. Um, because the PCB isn't all that big. I mean, if even if you look at uh, just a standard graphics card, the PCB is very small. It's just the defense stack and the cooling on it to bulk it out. And a lot of aftermarket or AIBs, right? Um, they have bigger coolers for better performance. And, you know, it just it looks better, too. I'll be honest to put it that way. But, yeah, it is a huge-ass card. Like, there, there's, there's issues for length. Actually, length isn't going to be as big of an issue for most people. Of the card, but for me, the width. <laughs> uh, it's not going to fit in your mini. Yeah, it's not going to fit in your mini. You, you, sorry, uh, but the width, which a lot of people don't think about, is like the actual width of your case is going to be an issue, especially if you do the founder's edition with the middle of the GPU twelve-pin connector. Uh, it may not. You may not be able to put a panel back on. You know, that's that's a possibility. So, um, have an open air PC. Yeah, it's like uh, get a get a new PC or uh, do something different. But yeah, it is a beast. It's a thick boy, card. that's for sure. And I didn't realize Ooh. it was that large because I I was sitting there looking and I'm like, at first I thought m- maybe it was an enlarged video, like he did it on purpose. I'm like, no, wait, no, this is real. Like, how is this bigger than both your hands? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. No, that dude plays disc golf and yes. his wingspan of his fingers is like 48 inches. <laughs> yes. Like he has some big hands and I was like, wow, if your hands are that big and this thing still looks mm-hmm. like that, that First is First of all, big. I don't know how you know that, Chris, because I mean, did you measure him? But second of all, <laughs> he, like uh, hands. he goes with wiki hands. Uh, depending on your graphics card, so depending on, you know, what you have, um, Linus also did a video because he also had it. Um, Linus Tech Tips on YouTube. Everybody should pretty much know who that is. Uh, 
he actually held the card next to a 2080 Ti, I believe, and a 1080 Ti. So you can see the size comparison if, you have, if you've seen a 1080 or you've held a 1080 or just the, the normal cars that we know today and you'll see the size difference. You'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> and a big boy. It's a and big a big guy. boy. <laughs> That's a big boy. That's a big boy. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen another podcast. They've been talking about the 3090 and that it's mainly being marketed with the price point and what it does and the, the incremental uh, performance boost over the 3080 is like a workstation card for processing video doing big tasks like that so it's not going to get you that much more uh performance for for games so 3080 seems to be like the perfect price for half the cost but they said like a 15 or 20 percent gain for double the price well so is it worth it to you or or not for that kind of that kind of money so it it, it it's your budget to be honest it's, it's your your work that you're doing so what you need the card for and your budget i would say that if you think about the 3090 it's titan class for what they've Used to call Titans because we're probably not getting a Titan in this series. Uh, if you tr- do true workstation stuff or any CG or whatever, you're in the Quadro, which is a whole different branch and just a whole another set of things. Um, those are also very expensive too because uh, it's enterprise. But uh, yeah, no, you won't need anything more than a 3080 realistically, depending on what the games come though, right? Because that's where we're going to start getting into a lot of well. Can a 10 gigabyte 3080 run the game? You know what I mean? We're getting to that, 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 that type of leap to where maybe 20 gigs is what you need going forward. So that's why there is a 20 gig. So the 3080 20 gig is why I'm kind of waiting for to see if that's. So what do we got? We got 700 for the 3080, you got 1400, 15 technically for the 3090. So for about, you know, a thousand, there's the 3080 quote unquote TI super, whatever, with 20 gigs. Mm, now that becomes interesting. Sounds like the sweet spot. But there's also supposed to be a 3060, which is even a lower end. Like there's a lot of things we don't know yet. Plus, you got AMD on the side. So my my opinion is I'm gonna wait to see what happens and what flushes out. Because if AMD comes with a killer card, somebody called NVIDIA's gotta do some price matching. I'm just saying. You know it's gonna be cheaper. True. Actually, it's not. It's not. oh yeah, they're they're gonna definitely be the same price. It's not gonna huh? be cheaper. I almost guarantee you it's either going to be the same price or even if it's $50, I'll give you $50 possibly, but it's going to be close, very close in pricing. Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, I bet you a dollar. <laughs> no, I didn't mean really put money in your mouth. I mean, we don't want to see that. <laughs> we don't want to see that on this thing. I mean, let's, let's do Chris bet. If, if it's less than, Nvidia by more than fifty dollars. Chris has to cut his hair. Yes, like, I agree. I'm not even more. <laughs> okay, if it's more than Nvidia or closer to fifty dollars or you know forty nine dollars, whatever, Chris has to cut his hair. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Okay, we're, we got it. We got Agreed. it. Agreed. Okay, the term, the terms of the terms, right? Majority rules. All right, we all signed. <laughs> we all agree. Shake hands on it. The terms are set. Yeah. So, I mean, you just look at the industry uh, and see what's going on. I mean, AMD did the same thing, too, with CPUs. They came in cheap. They actually made good CPUs, yes. and then they got better and better and better. Now their CPUs are kind of the same price. Now, do you do get more with their CPUs? However, it depends on what you're using it for. Yeah. Intel that. technically is still better at gaming because of the single-thread high-frequency. But we'll see what happens with the new CPUs in a week, two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. See how it goes. When they announce it. Seems like it's mm-hmm. one of the most interesting times to uh, be a PC gamer right now with the, what's coming out and what's on offer. It's also expensive. It's not cheap, that's for damn sure. 
price prices are up there. Yeah, uh, especially with things that are obviously you know COVID and everything. Uh, supply on certain things like power supplies. Something you don't think about. It's a common thing, right? My power supply that I have in my computer, my main gaming rig, was 150 when I bought it. It was going for sale 500. Oh, that's sad, ago. but it's totally believable. When supply gets constrained, prices shoot yeah. up. Yeah, so that that's where a lot of people are going to have some issues if they are doing a complete new build. So, but hey, it's still better than a console. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll say wait. Let we'll take a quick break and we'll say you know rip to somebody who was a pioneer who was in the Supreme Court who helped push forward women's right a little short talk about that person and then we'll come back with the big news of the week the month the year the 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 exceptional amount of money that people throw around at other companies we'll talk about that when we come back today's sponsor is best buy save 20 percent on select cell phone accessories with a promo code link in the description below that's best buy backslash the mainstream podcast all right we're back so um unfortunately this year has been a lot of passing first and foremost there is more than two hundred thousand souls that are no longer on this earth and in the united states alone so the craziest thing is a crazy time to be alive in the united states of america because it is a very surreal situation we we have lost people this year and not due to the current pandemic but we have lost people who were um you know in in a different way of passing but have been very influential in the country that we live in today and one of them ha- has passed and actually is a second supreme court justice that's passed i believe right chris over the last few years yep second one so Ginsburg is one of those people. I mean, and, and me personally, I'm not a person who was going to say, I know everything about her life and what she did for women's rights and, you know, women in general and wanting to push forward agendas and those type of things. I'm never going to say that I'm all for it. But if you uh, take a time out to talk to your, your, your mom, your sister, your aunt, your, your cousin, I mean, a, a lot of these people were affected by some of the changes that she put forward and some of the things that she pushed through and just her being uh one of i want to say three at her time um of people who were in supreme court like i think sandra day o'connor was the first person and after that point it was only three after that point and it's been basically a male dominated you know feel for the long period of time so just want to give her uh, a quick you know rest in peace type because honestly um it's not for if not for her some things will never have you know been done some things will never been pushed forward yeah she had an extremely influential career and like you said second on the supreme court as a woman i've been four total so she did some huge things for women's rights over the years has been has been on there for a long time not just on the supreme court that started in the 90s but had been a lawyer and challenging different rules and laws across the land her whole, whole whole career so it's been a long road but you can catch up on some of that if you watch that movie uh, on the basis of sex that's her biopic that showed a lot that i didn't know about her and where she came from and uh, her upcoming like through the system and especially being male dominated 
all the struggles she had trying to actually get respect and argue in front of the Supreme Court before she was on it. So very good movie. And they have other documentaries about her all over. The Notorious RGB, RBG. Sorry, my bad. Oh, I, get it, I get it wrong every time. <laughs> but yes, there's some good docs out there. Good stuff. So just uh, wanted to take a little bit of time to, to bring that up. And like I said, there's a lot going on in the, the world today. So even though we try to do the entertainment sector and talk about games and movies and things like that, but there are times where you have to talk about different things beside for that. Um, we also have a situation with in Louisville now where the the shooting of Breonna Taylor, you know, that has been just upon just upon and and it, the verdict on it is out and things are are happening so we're we're being pushed back into the same ongoing nightmare of the country again today at this point so but um like i said sometimes you gotta talk about other things besides for the things that bring you joy i know it, it sucks because this is this year has been more heartache and pain than anything so sometimes you just have to talk about it and then move past it. So we'll we'll move past it and talk about Matt's favorite thing: people spending money. Oh well, you know, I, I didn't say your money. I was talking about people, other people's money. Oh yeah, okay. In that case, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. spending my money. Uh, that's what I did. So I like spending my money. <laughs> one of the biggest dudes for this week or past week. We we had our last week. We had you know PlayStation come out with their um, state. It wasn't called a state of play this time, right? It was more of a this is our release, our reveal. It, you know, basically what it was. And behind that was hey, PlayStation has all the exclusive. They showed off the Miles Morales, they show showing off, you know, we got Final Fantasy, we got all these things coming. We got all the first part, like Demon Souls, all the games. Mm-hmm. Sony has always been that company that said, hey, come by our box because we have 20, 30 different you know, companies making IPs and they're all for us directly. You can't get this anywhere. And that's what makes people buy a PlayStation is because they know they're going to get the exclusives there. It's not more than likely it's not going to be on a PC. It's not going to be on anything else. It's going to be on that box. And then Microsoft said, hold my beer and bought with I mean the amount of money they threw at the company is more than some other companies bought high profile companies in the past 20 years they just like hey hold my beer we're gonna go buy Zenimax we got we got a friend of the show that used to work there at some point and when you buy Zenimax what what do you get tell the people oh wow you get a whole bunch of stuff so they took their profile from, I believe, 15 internal studios. Now they have 23. So they snatched up eight, eight studios over there at Bethesda, Zenimax. So that includes your Doom, Fallout, uh, Dishonored series. What else you got? Man, you got games on games on games. And all, all these are going to be coming to Game Pass. You got some of the Elder Scrolls, of course. The big ones, like Elder Scrolls, which is a big one. Fallout, which, minus the recent, you know, 76 issue, but... You know, Fallout's a big one, and then the new IP, uh, crap, Starlink, is it Starlink? Starfield? Yeah, Starlink? Starfield. Yeah, one of those Star Games. To that effect? It's one of those Star Games, uh, so that's interesting as well. Uh, yeah. So, that's interesting, uh, 
but they bought it for seven seven point five, right? Uh, when they bought Minecraft, that was I believe two yeah, and a $2 half million dollars, two and a half billion. When they bought just uh, Minecraft, so that's uh, I mean that, that's about right. Uh, but there's been a lot of interesting things. Uh, no exclusives on current IPs yet that are already out, but. Yeah, there was the yet. That that was the one thing that when Phil Spencer said that a lot of qualifiers. He said yet. <laughs> or the ones in the future. But it's gonna be a case by case. So there's gonna be ones where they're probably gonna wait and see what the community is saying and engage it based on that. Like obviously Elder Scrolls, you probably can't do an exclusive. I mean you could, but maybe they won't. Uh but you know, uh some other IP stuff so like, yeah, no, nah, it's exclusive here. Uh but regardless if it's free, I mean Jesus, that's a lot of money you're saving with the Game Pass. Yeah, that's the kicker. Right. It's the Game Pass part of it. I listened to the, the Major Nelson episode today where he had some of those guys on. Uh, Pete Hines, Todd Howard, and Phil Spencer were on there talking about the acquisition. And they said, coming soon, they're going to have more announcements, of course, for Game Pass for the back catalog. Because they already had some games like the 2016 Doom and Fallout 76. They had some stuff on Game mm-hmm. Pass, but they're going to bring more, of course. And then the future stuff, you know, everything they won is going to be there, which that's a huge catalog of games that we didn't even mention. The Evil Within, the Wolfenstein series, you get a lot of stuff from all those all those companies they just bought in one fell swoop. So that's going to be big, but they, they will support, I believe several of those are going to strategically leave them on uh, PC and PS5 and everything is going to be available everywhere. Since they push Minecraft everywhere, they put Ori in the Blind Forest different places, Cuphead's on Switch, I believe, Tesla TV's also. So they put, they put stuff everywhere where, it, where it's convenient for them to get that name out and get that Xbox name out and the goodwill for certain games. But if they even take a couple of those and make them exclusive where you just you can't get them anywhere else now, they finally have something where you, we can say Microsoft has some exclusives. Because even as of last week, we had nothing to bring up besides Halo Infinite in 2029 or whatever, whenever it comes out. So they didn't have exclusives. That was the whole <laughs> joke. And they haven't really had yeah. many this whole generation. They've been uh, like canceling what they did have from studios they had agreements with. They didn't have a lot of first party. They had agreements for exclusives and they canceled most of those. So we're sitting here with nothing to look forward to and then this happens and it really changes the whole game. I will honestly say the yet part does scare me. I will say um Elder Scrolls is probably going to be an exclusive. I'm sorry to say that, but I, I believe it will be. And the reason why is with Final Fantasy going to the other console, they're going to want to have a RPG killer app game situation. That'll be the game they're probably with. But it'll be, of course, it still will be on PC. So either way, you'll probably still be able to get it. I'm not so much worried about the future games at this point. Because you make a good point. Microsoft recently has been releasing some of their games, their first-party games and first-party studio games on different consoles. What I'm actually more interested in is when they bought these catalog of games is going back and looking at games that they're going to remaster and put on Xbox. Like Fallout 3, New Vegas being remastered exclusive to Xbox. That's huge. Some of the games are going to be you know, their biggest selling IP, you don't have to make something new. You can remaster it. It, it wouldn't take long to do it because a lot of them, it's not like you're remastering from PS2 days up to now, but a lot of them are already HD. You might need to do some retextures to get it up to 4K, but 
you can remat you can do a remaster project. It, I'm not a dev. I know I'm not. I'm saying they could do it in like a year, but I could be very wrong. But they could probably do it in you know a year and a half or so, and just remaster New Vegas being on Xbox as an exclusive would be insane. Like they people would immediately go and buy one of the consoles just to get that. Just thinking about the nostalgia that's there and then it being remastered at this point will be crazy. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point because some of those back catalog games are strong and they got a lot of nostalgia around them and it's about that time. It's been 10 or 12 years since some of the big games came out in, in the 360 days. So if they put some of that other Microsoft money behind them and gave them some more resources to remaster and remake some of those, if they came out at the level of say Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 remaster from scratch, their old games that'd be incredible that'd be lovely i i don't know if it'd be that i mean well i'll put it like this i don't think they'll be able to do that with every game because res 2 those that remake was that that was ground up like it, it that's not even the same that's game. from scratch like you can't, that's from scratch um with some of these other games i i can see them not doing a lazy nintendo port but doing a a slightly upgraded version of some of the games because some of the games were on last generation consoles. It wouldn't take much to, to clean up some of those sprites a little bit, put a couple of textures over top of it, and get it back out the door. Um, I could see them doing it with some of those games. I mean, I, I, the reason why I bring up New, you know, New Vegas is I know how much people love that game, New Vegas, and three more so than '76 and some of the later ones. Right. And it wouldn't take long for them to be like, okay, I'm going to throw textures at this for a year and get it out there and. All you had to do is just immediately go, we got that new Vegas, and folks will just, it's already sold out now. I mean, hell, it'll be sold out for the next two, three years if you did. Whatever they announce, it's on Game Pass. That's nuts right there. You get a PS5, you get all the exclusives, yeah. you're paying for all those $60, $70. 70 you, you get this Game Pass subscription, Yeah. you get Bethesda games, Microsoft games, everything they make, it, wow. it's, it's available. That's a, that's a crazy-ass deal. Mm -hmm. It's almost insane, but that's what they offer. Yeah. It, it is insane. And, you know, uh, just a quick note, uh, we now know why Mixer closed down. Sorry. That's probably too, too soon, too bro. Man, I was just, you, that's too soon, but they closed down. It, but it makes sense now, right? They, they, they needed free to some cash. Uh, make some room. But yeah, free up some cash. Um, but something to kind of think about, and I know we kind of talked about it, like the exclusive part, but there are current Bethesda games, and I know we mentioned them Deathloop uh, and Ghost. Ghostwire, sorry. Uh, those are exclusives for PS5. Yeah. So now Microsoft owns the studio that has an exclusive deal with Sony, which obviously is going to be honored and nothing to do about that. Uh, they may renegotiate the time. So instead of like permanent or a year, it's now six months or something. Um, depending on how much Sony pays them to keep it exclusive. So now it's, got, it's, it's an interesting move, right? Uh, to kind of think about the the politics, if you will, of the deals back and forth and what's going to happen. Like I said, it was it was shocking because I didn't even know what was happening. There wasn't any rumors about yeah, it. Under the radar. I didn't hear anything until it was like, yeah, they bought them. Usually Microsoft's pretty leaky about everything. Like we knew, yeah. about, we knew about Project Lockhart, the Series S for two years, and this one stayed, stayed a secret all the way until it was announced, which was incredible. It just blew up the internet all at once. So no indication it was going to happen. It just kind of happened out of the blue. The timing now, was probably there. They were probably trying to get this done to announce earlier with the price announcement and everything else, but hey, it still came out and made waves when, when they finally did announce. 
Yeah, and I and I don't think the deal goes through into Q two, so they have all the way until yeah. then to you know have all those clues. But I, Matt, I think you're kind of right on that. I don't know what the current rights are going to be with those games if they're going to be permanent or if they were timed in the first place. But you can be damn sure it's going to change in Q two. <laughs> so whatever the number was in, in Q two, it ain't going to be the same time now. Yeah, Microsoft said they would go ahead and honor those exclusivity agreements, but they would probably try to get those those games back, even if it's a year later. As soon as that that time is up, bam, throw them on Game Pass. You got two more games that used to be on PS5 back back at home. Yeah, and I wonder too if uh, the Bethesda games are kind of known for being buggy, being sketchy, having issues, kind of being early access, even Fallout, other things where you didn't have early access games. There be there be bugs in them. They'd be kind of janky extra money, extra support from Microsoft being able to back them up and just probably give them way more resources, even though they're big already. Hopefully that has some impact on, on just like bug support, testing, quality assurance. They're, they're not going to let something launch like in a state Fallout 76 did when it first launched. We know it's a much better place now. Microsoft may hold some stuff back in the oven a little bit longer to let, the, let them have a, a smoother you know, launch to the public on some games. I don't know if they let them continue to act that same kind of way in their development or clean that up a little bit, but it, they said they want to keep them kind of independent how they are, but I'm sure they don't want to put out crap stuff and get a lot of bad press on it. So they might have to uh, step in a little bit with that. Yeah. Lies of propaganda, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's, it's actually true. There's a, f- a few great memes going around that, uh, has actually made $1 per bug. <laughs> Damn. That's how they calculated that. That's nice. That's how they calculated that money. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's a double-edged sword, though. Um, I don't believe them one bit. One thing I know about being taken over by another corporation is they're going to do their thing and influence what they want to influence. So it could go either one or two ways. Yeah, maybe they put more money into that, that R&D, less bugs, you know, less hidden faces and, you know, glitching through walls and weird stuff. But they're going to control the catalog. They're going to be like, we need this game now because we got X, Y, and Z coming out. We need a promotion. We need this. We need that done as soon as possible. Do you talk about companies who get crunched now? When you're a part of a, a conglomerate, a giant corporation of this is what we do. We're, we're a, a giant machine and you're just a cog in it. It changes the dynamic. And I w- I'm not going to be surprised as it, that you're going to see several people leave that company at some point, like between now and the end of next year, because it's going to change the dynamic because no matter what Microsoft says, they're in the, they're in the business of making, well, actually, I'm sorry. They're in the business of printing money. They got damn monies. Um, so they're, they're not going to be like, okay, you know, this game needs, you know, two more years to be done. No, they're going to be like, we need this game out now. It's holiday season, 2021. This game needs to be done. Dev loop needs to be in the stores already, well, you know, you, you saw the kind of risk they took with delaying Halo until it was right. They didn't want to put crap out. So they, 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 they took, took something that was going to make them millions of dollars, sell a lot of consoles, and they, they pushed it back to do the right thing. Ten years ago, like the 360, end of the, end of the 360, the beginning of the Xbox One generation, I would agree with you on their stance on that when different people were in charge of things before Phil Spencer came on and they changed things from the ground up, had to get rid of a lot of crap, reverse a lot of things going on. Because some of the studios they acquired previously, Obsidian, Double Fine, other people over the years, some smaller independent companies they've picked up and built up their first party again. 
they haven't been completely changed and gutted in like the culture turned up upside down and become part of Microsoft. It seems they're staying in part of uh, Xbox that Phil Spencer is running. He's the total head of all their gaming division in totality. He has like the final say of all that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit better chance that they do stay somewhat independent. Of course, he's going to have final say. He's going to you know push for some direction on some things. But some of these guys that are at Bethesda that have been there for 20, 30 years in the company, if they, don't, if they do stick around and keep it going, I think they'll be able to retain some of that, that culture and independence. But if you see the Pete uh, Hines and Todd Howard like bounce next week, think they're you know part of that 7.5 and just leave, yeah. then it's going to be an in-name in only, and the people won't be there anymore. So if the, if the people are sticking around like yeah. they did for some of the other gaming companies they acquired, that's a, that's a better look for me to have faith that they're going to try to try to keep it, keep it kosher and not just like make it a Microsoft company and take their IP. So the other thing we, we probably need to think about too, is some of the other smaller, no, you say smaller and that's just not small, but uh, what, what IPs they cancel? Because I mean, one of the, the biggest ones that I remember a lot of people were looking for was spellbound. Was it spellbound? Is that the one with the like kid no, with the dragon scalebound? Scalebound. Because spellbound, scale I just saw that ah, see, yeah. that. I think that's coming out. But yeah, 90% scalebound. Right. Is it? Is it actually coming out? But they, I thought they no, canceled. Scale, completely yeah, scale, canceled. Yeah, but scale is gone. That, that game is gone. They they can that like bad habit. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, bigger concern is what are they going to kill? Because they will kill games. Uh, they probably should have killed the, the demo of Halo Infinite because <laughs> whoever passed that should have been kind of fired, in my opinion, because nobody this day and age would say those yeah, guys somebody are lost even their scalp up for that to snuff. You know, you know what I mean? Like that—that that was pretty upsetting. You know, as somebody looking forward to that game. Uh, but the games they canceled, like Scalebound, it was something. It was new take. It was something we were looking uh-huh. for. Got delayed after uh-huh. delayed, and then now nah, we're, we're scrapping the project. It's like. But you, we see we see the best of the best of those early early demos and the vertical slice that they show True. us, and that that little piece could look amazing. The characters, the concepts, some guy riding a dragon, whatever games they show that end up like that, that stay on the cutting room floor, that get canceled. But in the background, they say there's turmoil, there's uh, development, you know, direction issues. They don't know where to take it. It's not actually mm-hmm. fun to play. The levels and the concepts, everything just doesn't really work out. But that demo looked awesome, so people are upset that you canceled it. But it comes down to it when they're playing it behind the scenes for two years they're like this just doesn't feel good and something's missing here so if they gave them chance after chance after chance to go back and clean it up come back six months later and it still didn't improve and eventually they had to just walk away if it wasn't feeling right like they didn't want to put their name on that which is also funny that a lot of games still make it that should have been left on the cutting room floor there, there are some games that make it past that point like yeah this is good stuff like wait um i mean anthem i'm I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody, games like that. You might be the only one looking at Anthem right now. That's sad. Oh, no. I'm, I'm sure I'm still not looking at Anthem. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at the shell of it. it it's, it's interesting because, like, it, you're right, Matt. Like, uh, how many games get, you know, cut? How, how many? We don't really know. There's games to this day that probably haven't seen the light of day. Like, not even a, a, a teaser or trailer or anything. No title, no nothing that people were working on and got cut and we don't even know um, until somebody data mines the hell out of a company and, you know, releases all their secrets. Um, we don't really know what, what they have been working on. So 
And you're right. I mean, they may step in and cut cut out some games. I mean, honestly, with the whole Bethesda thing and the bugs that we get when we do get games, that may not be the worst thing. You know, if you were to have to, you know, scrap a game, like if, just say the next Fallout comes out and it's trash and they're like, no, this is trash. It's got too many bugs. We'll hold off for another two years incorporate the summer stuff that you had in this one, rebuild it from scratch and go from there. I mean, it may not be the worst thing. Yeah. It's going to suck. Cause you're going to be delayed on some of your, your better titles and your games, some of your things that come, that's going to come out, but it may be for the, the better if they just step in and say, Hey, uh, this is trash, bro. Yeah. But better be safe to hold it back when, when you have other stuff in the library that could kind of fill in those gaps, but it, it'll be interesting to see what they do decide to, make changes make exclusive uh boost up remaster there's like there's a whole bunch of possibilities there with that acquisition so uh, i bet in the next few weeks they're gonna start making announcements for some of those surprises they've probably been baking for a while to, to plan around this yeah day day one backwards compatibility with everything but that's the man that's why not the, uh, hit the button bro just bring it all back i i can see that happening that'd be <laughs> epic like day one like oh you you, you remember those games all these are able to be played <laughs> yeah. right now. Like Here they be are. Epic. They won. I'm just your your catalog. I, I know Chris. He's gonna love this. He already hoards every game on Earth at this point. <laughs> so as soon as they happen, he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna get all of these." He's never gonna play one game. Never, never does it. Yeah, I put only like what four hours into Fallout Three at the DLC. I have Fallout New Vegas. I got the DLC. I got all this stuff. I got I got all the games you mentioned, and nine out of ten of them I haven't played to completion or even played halfway through so i'll pick them up on the remaster or i'll start playing them now after they came out in 2008 i'll start playing them in 2020 and try to catch up catch up on my backlog you got plenty of time bro you can do it now but it also brings up another quick thing that i thought about matt how happy would you be like not not if it was not a remaster maybe you know one of the things they've been doing lately is saying that you buy a game now that you actually get the upgraded version whenever you get your system. I mean, what if they just apply that across the board with, you know, that's the game, everything. Just like, I mean, it's the same thing as saying it's available for a backwards compatibility, but just saying that you, if you have it on your system, it just automatically up, updates and it's on your system right away. Uh, well, the fact that companies do that is the smartest thing they can do. Uh, because I'm trying to remember the game, there was a game where, uh, it came out on the 360 and then the next generation you had to buy the game again and it, it was a huge debacle on mm-hmm. a what game it was but it's the smartest thing you can do because you're guaranteeing somebody's gonna buy it now yeah. what the you mean robbed <laughs> what was that sorry something just broke uh yeah but you're guaranteeing somebody's gonna buy it now and if they upgrade they have it so they're gonna continue playing it it means they're gonna get the dlc if you do dlc which most games are gonna do dlc or uh, depending on the type of game, it's going to have a season pass and yada yada. So you're you're already just keeping that vein going. You'd be like, "Yep, they got it. They're hooked. They're mine." You know. So smartest thing they can do. Um, I would be very happy if they did that. But yeah, if it's in Game Pass, you pretty much own it, right? Like I've never bought Sea of Thieves. I have Sea of Thieves right through the Game Pass. Um, there's a lot of games that I have because of the Game Pass that I can't uh, can't play or don't want to play. I guess is the best way to say because I play a lot of other things. Um, but what's interesting to kind of think about too is most of these games are on PC, have been on PC for years. 
the Game Pass, which I don't know if y'all have noticed, the Game Pass between the two systems, what's on the actual Xbox. Oh, it's very and, different. And very that, different. yeah, it's very different than what's yep. on PC. So eventually, hopefully, they merge it into right. one because it sucks where something's on Game Pass on the Xbox, not on PC. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of silly Xbox when it's the same game. game. Yeah. It's not offered in both, but I've seen where in August yeah. a game goes live on console, and then in October it comes to PC for Game Pass. I don't know it's, if it's to do with licensing, some kind of agreement, some contractual things on this platform versus that one. But there have been some delays where the, the libraries aren't one-to-one, which is odd. So we'll, we'll see them try to sync that up in the future. I, I, I bet you see they, like you merge it together like you mentioned. Yeah, I hope they do. I mean, my one thing would be is that I, I, I'm trying to, trying to say it is slightly different. I don't mean like as Game Pass because we've had this conversation before. Game Pass, it, you don't own it. You can download it, but as soon as your Game Pass goes, it expires. You don't have game. access to those games. What I'm saying is that you audit, you get the game, oh. you can download it, own it, because you technically you already own it. You know, just just say that you already own it. You you as soon as you put put it in on your your current system, it upgrades a new just a new version. Exactly. So th- th- there's a slightly different situation than the Game Pass situation because. We all have had subscriptions of things and let it lapse or got rid of it. And it was like, oh, I was playing Battlefield. Oh, I was playing this. I was doing that. I forget. But just say, okay, all these games. Because that's kind of what the, I think kind of what the PlayStation thing is doing. The play, the, the PS collection that they're doing is, is not streamed. It's somewhat owned kind of well they're giving it to you or it's it's going to be part of your account it's just part of the playstation right. plus library like you can play it right forever right so slightly different i mean the you still have to download it when you use uh game pass it's not like it's streaming it but as right. soon as you don't pay for it you can't access it anymore. are you saying a, a situation like on on pc i i think back to a couple, just even less than a year ago maybe two years ago they had um, an upgrade for the new edition, the collection of the Bioshock games. So if you had Bioshock 1, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite purchased separately back in the day, this was on Steam, uh, you, you load back in your library and they just upgraded your original edition to the new HD remastered edition for free. So that's something that's an old license that you already own and they would just bump you up to the, the latest and greatest easily, instantly, just by seeing that you own the old one. So they, yeah. they can do that all, all that stuff is based on licenses. They can definitely see that and try to honor uh, something that you already purchased. Because in that transition from uh, 360 to Xbox One, they had State of Decay on 360. On Xbox One, I got like a 50% discount. They didn't recognize that. It gave that. And there was other games where I bought the previous one. It saw I had it. So it just gave me the, the new one on the new console. as like a kind of a transition. Here you go. Like, thanks for buying this early. Those things, of course, wore off as everybody got into the new generation, but there were some of those deals there more on a game-by-game basis of what they decided, but it's totally possible, and I think that's easily the best thing to do, especially from public relations, like, hey, we're going to honor everybody that already paid, paid us, we're going to hook you up with the latest, and it only gets more good graces out there, and it's probably the best thing to do versus what, say, uh, 505 did with uh, Control, where if you bought the game, you bought the season pass, you bought everything separate, they came out with the Ultimate Edition, was just a bundle for that. They say, no, 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 we can't upgrade you to the next gen ultimate edition with the n- new graphics and any enhancements. They you, lied about. You got to buy it all over again. But then when people are trying to buy it in the store, if they previously bought the base game and the two DLCs, 
it told them they already own the ultimate edition because that's all it is just a bundle of those three SKUs. so they're, they're screwing people out that way but the people that are doing it right the other publishers that they can learn from that backlash they, they should they should give people little upgrades and just give them the free graphic stuff resell the game a little bit longer nobody should do what they did that's just ridiculous mm, it makes no sense to do that and the fact that you did it you lied about it got called out on it and i mean it just that's a bad look for any company it does not that's not a good look for anybody yeah and what's worse is they, they were putting the base game and the dlc on sale like two or three weeks before the ultimate edition came out so enticing everybody to get those things and then bam here's a 40 dollars ultimate edition cheaper than everything you just bought and we're not going to upgrade you to it for free you got to buy it again so it's like the ultimate dick move, slap in the face of all your customers. So there's, there's definitely examples good. out there of how to do it right and how to do it wrong. Now, I wanted to say PlayStation, uh, they don't have a universal upgrade path, but I think they were going to do something along the lines where you may have to pay a fee to upgrade. And I'll take that. I'll take a, I bought the game for, you know, $50, $40 now. And have to pay the ten dollars to upgrade it for the future because i mean the games are going to be seventy dollars on the new consoles anyway so if they say okay you got to pay ten a uh, ten dollar upgrade fee i'm okay with that at least it's it, it hopefully that's like a universal thing that everybody does the same thing and there's not no bullshit where it's like um you got the universal version of this one so you got to get this oh, there's gonna be some bullshit. i don't want no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it really depends it's more about timing too right like I know it sucks, but depending on when you bought that game, when that game originally came out, and you're making that switch up to the new console and whatnot, and X, Y, and Z. But I mean, don't give me an idea of ten dollars because then that's going to be the norm, and we have to pay ten dollars just to get an upgrade when it should just be free. Because I mean, especially like right now, if I buy something now and play it on Xbox, and you're going to come out with a better version on the new Xbox or new PlayStation, don't don't charge for that. It's like it's kind of like on PC charging for better graphics. Yeah. for that i mean i you know what i mean like that, that's kind of well, kind of stupid right uh playstation had this issue with uh the ps5 version of spider-man you know miles morales is going to be his own expansion own game right. the upgraded version of the ps4 spider-man game they're not going to have an upgrade path there. they're not going to upgrade you for free and just give you that game on the house so they're saying no we're not going to give you that one for free you know it's an exclusive um you're going to have to buy the whole package again uh they had different companies treating the upgrade path differently than Microsoft wanted them to with that uh, smart delivery thing where they would just automatically give you the upgrade. So like Cyberpunk, you buy it now on Xbox One, you're going to get the free upgrade when they release on uh, Series X. But the NBA game... They said it from day one. Yeah, they were all about it. They were cool. Like, yeah, of course, we're going to do the thing for the customer. But the uh, 2K games, sports games, and the Call of Duty games... To get the next, let's gen, not talk about them. To get the next gen version, dude, you can pay sixty dollars for uh, this version today for Xbox One and play it. But if you want to get this version upgraded to Series X, you got to pay ninety nine dollars for the two K games and Activision games to to get that a special upgrade path. Like they're charging an extra thirty bucks to get the premium version when other companies are saying you spend sixty, you get it on both for free. So it's like that's a that's a real dick move right there. I'm talking about ultimate dicks. That's EA, bro. EA is the ultimate gaming dicks of the world. Well, that's not even EA. That's Activision and and uh, well, 2K, yeah. man. They came out 2K, with the, right? 2K came out with their first with the yeah. NBA, seventy dollars prices and no upgrade. That Black Mamba edition. That's the only way to get that next gen upgrade. <laughs> get that snake. 
So, so uh, everybody should just go PC is what I'm hearing because that's uh, stupid. Maybe right, like that. That is, I mean, uh, what? Like, I understand it. I get it. I get the money side and all that, but that's just that's so dumb. And I mean, I don't know if y'all played the latest Madden. Nope. I didn't honestly. I just know a couple people who did, and it's sucked. I mean, a lot of the games years. suck. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Call of Duty, to be honest with you. I don't know if y'all like Call of Duty as much, nope. and if anybody listening likes Call of Duty, nope. I'm sorry. I don't like quick scoping. Oh, it's stupid. Go ahead. Put the kids. Put the kids, though. Put the kids. Uh, but Call of Duty has been the same damn thing, just rescanned every year. A few things here and there, like Warzone was pretty cool. That was free, though. Give them that. But, I mean, we do pay, people pay every year for Call of Duty. Yeah, same same with the Madden same stuff and not not doing an upgrade path for Yeah, Madden's even worse because I mean it's a plays with pretty much people just change. Yeah, not doing an upgrade path for a sports game and charging a premium for that, that's a it's wrong. That that's messed up. Now if it's a freemium model, I, I have different views on the freemium models, but like uh was it uh, Tiger Woods? Which one was that? Was that eighteen? Please uh, the one of the Tiger Woods ones where you had to actually buy courses. Oh, you you no. bought the game for sixty bucks, and then you had to buy courses for real money, like that type of shit. Don't what? do that. That's stupid. <laughs> and it, it, it bombed. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I think they they patched it to where it came out, but originally I you had to buy courses controversy for money. Oh, dude, it was it was so stupid. Like, why would you do that? It's like buying a game and not like, getting the whole game, which we do a lot of anyways. It's called DLC. You but hey, makes premium um, and sixty dollars. They don't go together very well. Yeah, people are trying. The Avengers game is that. That's but there's the same model they're trying to do. Is like. We're going to get a little bit of the freemium stuff and we're going to charge you the 60 bucks for a regular game. Game half is half finished and it has basically all of the freemium uh, quirks and problems, just like all those other freemium games out there. So they try to do the same thing. Companies know that's where the money is, because if you can sell somebody uh, a game for 60 bucks and then leak them for two dollars here, three dollars there, five dollars there for forever, that's a cash cow. Yep. That's what Fortnite does. Uh, let's be honest. Fortnite's the reason Epic is so big is because of the way they handled Fortnite Battle Royale. It was free. Season passes, ten bucks here and there. You can earn your season pass back again, so you don't have to pay for it. But even then, see that's the, that's that mind fuck that they do. Oh, you can earn the money back <laughs> and get the pass again, so you never have to spend the money. But there's this cool cosmetic thing over here that's also ten dollars. Yeah, so they're still yep. gonna get your ten dollars. You want recorded. that? Oh, I boom. Boom, they did boom, it right boom. though, where the game is free. Uh, they didn't charge for Fortnite at least, and right. any money you give them, that's on your own accord. If you want to support them, throw them ten, twenty dollars. You're getting dinged on top of your six. And a, and a lot of it doesn't change the game. That's the best part. That's the kicker. That's the part. It's it's not a it's not pay to win. It doesn't pay to change. It's mainly cosmetic. It's more bragging rights at that point, right? right? Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot of that. So. I, I see it all the time. I do early access. I know y'all guys don't. I do early access like a mother. No, I do too. I, I do test a lot of things. Uh, games that are early access. And it, I, I do it one because I get in cheaper. I can try new games. I burn through games. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I burn through games quick time, man. Uh, so I can do that type of things. I know if it sucks. Also, with like if I do through Steam or whatever, you got a couple hours to try it if it really bombs. Get your refund. Send it back. Sorry about you. But there's other games where it's like, I know it's early access. I know where they're going. I see the plan. I'm okay spending whatever, 15, 20 bucks here. I, but I've got that game when it comes out. You know what I mean? I've done, in the last year, I think I've done seven early access games. 
um, in the last year and a half or so. Uh, like uh, Wizards of Legend, um, Hades was a, a, a first first come type of thing when they first released it on Epic. Uh, there are several. So yeah, I'm, I'm all with the early access. Sometimes it's like, I don't mind hopping in, trying some stuff out to see how it goes uh, uh, and see if it's going to be worthwhile because sometimes you can get in. Because I, I remember, I think the first game I did that on was uh, Killing Floor 2 because I bought it when it first released. And it was like, I want to say $18 like or $17 or something like that. And that game has been running hard for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully all in on uh, where PC gaming and even console gaming on the early access stuff is offered everywhere now where, where that's going and where that's been able to let devs iterate and uh, get that instant feedback and not work on a game for five years, release it and everybody hates a bunch of features. But if you had early access for two of those years, you would have evolved and changed with the community and took the game new places and, and got it to that good point where everybody understands they're playing an early unfinished version. That's the, that's the agreement uh, amongst everybody. Not that they released a $60 game that's in, in a beta form. They came out and said, you want to play the beta two years early? You know, give me half the price now. You'll get it on the ground floor and own a copy when it's done. It's really it's like a fascinating development of where it's been able to take games and what can come out that can be supported by that or like a Patreon off to the side, uh, Kickstarter, anything like that where it supports the ongoing development where people are giving that live feedback. It's, it's pretty much changed the game of what's, what, what's coming out and not just waiting for AAA releases all the time. Even AAA people can their toes in triple a people are doing it too though and that yeah. doesn't excuse it because they're they're doing it in the wrong kind of way because it's like a lot of the people who are doing some of these access are people who are is a two-man three-man team you got little money you've been doing you know, like this is an actual you know labor of love situation yeah if they're abusing it that's totally different they're than actually putting actually supporting it for real and, and being honest with it instead of putting out a, a garbage game from the, from the front yeah does not excuse you for putting some trash in early access for six years and charging money for cosmetics just to at the end of it be like, oh, this game sucks. Sorry, you get no refund. <laughs> yeah. Which has happened. Yes. A lot. They'll shut down their hey, server so fast. There's, there's like, a risk. Oh, this there's a risk work. too, because that game might not make it out of early access. So you, you just paid to try something out and, and it exploded in your face. So I would just say just it's trust who you're gonna support and if you take a risk on those little guys, just hopefully they make it to the finish line. But like Hades, they made Bastion and some other games. They're a, a bigger company. They have a track record. If they, someone like them goes into early access, you know they're probably going to make it out the other end. At least be honest about where they're going with it. Some of these other guys popping up on Kickstarter, you don't know anything about them. It's their first project. You just hope they're not lying to you and trying to take your money and run. Uh, Star Starfleet or Star Citizen, <laughs> like $200 million. Shut up and take my money. Do you follow the Star Citizen song? I mean... Well, the, the fact that they've raised like uh, sixty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no game. There's still no game yet. <laughs> but everybody can I buy mean, ten thousand dollars ships and stuff for a game that doesn't exist. They they can probably have helped buy Bethesda with the kind of money they don't raise for this same thing. Yeah, game is still not out yet. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I can't. That, that one, that one is a tough one. But people that play it love it. God help them. God help them. Yeah. All right, sir, Chris, we're at the end of this podcast. You're going to take us out for the end? Uh, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Thanks for being with us again, man. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll wrap it up again. This is how we do. Uh, I don't have an intro. I didn't have my script with me. 
Let's go ahead and shut it down. <laughs> Take us out. <laughs> what is happening? Hit, hit save like, on the MP3. How are you struggling to stop it. Like what? Wait, wait, we're trying to end the show, but you can't even end it correctly. Hey, what man, is I'm happening? Just, I don't know. Stream of consciousness. We're just we're just out here. That's what we do. <laughs> ah, some diarrhea of the mousers came yes, out. Man. That, oh, was, wow. that was, was going going. Oh, Thank, thanks for listening. I hope you like and subscribe, it. download, like rate us subscribe. on iTunes, get us a lot of views. Rate us, bro. Hey, tell tell your friends about us. And if you want to be on, hit hit us up in the messages and Discord or wherever you want to find us. Like, hey, you can come on and bullshit with us. Sorry about you.